Many doctors and specialists recommend eating a diet rich in fruits and vegetables because they are scientifically proven to provide your body with numerous benefits. Inside each fruit and vegetable are thousands of nutrients known as phytochemicals. They help to keep your cells strong and healthy. For years, scientists have isolated certain phytochemicals, creating artificial vitamins. But phytochemicals need to work together, and isolating them can have harmful effects. Only by eating whole fruits and vegetables can you get Get all the phytochemicals working together in harmony. At Balance of Nature, we understand this. That is why we use whole, natural produce in our products, providing your body with all the nutrition it needs on a daily basis. See why people all across the world are taking Balance of Nature by going to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-2468-751. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code KATE. Welcome to the My Pillow 2.0 commercial. Good. Cut. We got it. Welcome to the set of the My Pillow 2.0, the most amazing pillow in history. That new technology is still the My Pillow's patented fill. And now we have new technology we didn't have back when I invented My Pillow that's going to help you sleep. It's absolutely amazing. And you're the first ones that can check it out. Go to mypillow.com, use the promo code on your screen, and we brought back the buy one, get one free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Use the promo code KATE, K-A-T-E, to help the show, but also to get your buy one, get one free pillow with the new patented technology. And guess what? You can get through a whole night. You won't be sweating through the night. In fact, it keeps your neck and head really cool, and you're going to love the new patented technology on this 2.0 pillow. Get one. You're going to love it. I'm serious. Thanks, you guys. One of the disadvantages of being high in agreeableness is that you're more likely to be a target for disagreeable types. So agreeable people are very generous and kind, and they're not backstabbing, and they're empathetic, and they're self-sacrificing. And, and But there have been computer simulations, very sophisticated computer simulations by evolutionary biologists of what happens if you get agreeable people together. So imagine you have a population of people, and all of them are agreeable. Yes. And so they're cooperating away. It's all very kind and nice. But if you put one person in there who has psychopathic traits... Yes. He just takes over everything. Yeah. And so the agreeable people always have the problem of how do you handle free riders, cheaters, and psychopaths? And, you know, you might be utopian and say, well, those people just don't exist, and they shouldn't exist, and we shouldn't structure our societies that way. But that ain't going to cut it, because psychopaths are always 3% of the population. They vary between 1 and 5. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. So glad to have you today. Uh, Boy. What a show I have for you. It's a triple header. <laughs> Just get, kind of giving you a heads up. I've got uh, Chelsea Hope with me. And then I have uh, Morley Robbins. He wrote the book on copper. You have to hear what he is. You just have to hear him. You just have to hear him. That's all I have to say. You're going to understand your body so well. And I just, I'm really excited to have him. His book is called Cure. It is Amazing. So you're going to have to be there for that, too. And then, of course, Dr. Alfonso Monzo is coming on and we're going to be talking chemicals um, with the spills and everything else what, and the accidents, what's going on there a little bit more in detail, all kinds of things. Actually, I have him on the schedule for for the last hour. And so let's begin today's show. I just wanted to say last night was 
so amazing with the group that I've got for the fourth hour, the off the air hour. And I'm so excited about that. Um, and so we're going to give you one more day to sign in, um, to sign up for it. I know some people were trying and uh, couldn't uh, get through. So if you want to today, we'll still accept signups today, um, just a few. Um, but I feel bad as I know people were, were really wanting to do that and want to get in on this for six months. And this is behind the scenes, live on Zoom, chatting with me, and we get down to the issues uh, for prep for the show. And also for uh, just to be able to go into some bigger depth with a very elite group of people that are passionate about their country. And it's really fun because it was such a cross section of America last night and Canada. I don't want to forget Canada too. Uh, we have some Canadians too, and it was just really, really um, a blast. And I just love getting to know everybody. So please, uh, you can take those last couple of spots. Um, we're going to open up a few spots for those that, that could not get in, that tried, that wanted to sign up. And um, today, for the fourth hour. And also, um, I just wanted to, uh, I, I love the new memes of Caillou in the middle of the state flag. <laughs> Because it looks like Spencer Cox. Um, and then the giant poop emoji in the middle of the new state flag as mocking Dan McKay's creation. And this thing was insanely, insanely stupid to do. And it robs us of our heritage. But that's the goal. So Chelsea Hope joins me. Chelsea is always full of great information. And um, we're going to be talking about water. We're going to be talking about some of the bills going through. And I just have to say that, oh my gosh, Murdow guilty. Okay. I hope everybody can get off the fixation of the Murdow murders. Um, I don't know why one family's murder takes over the entire nation, but when the media circus wants you to feel like you're involved in this certain case, then I guess we are. But yes, it was a win against a guy that was in the elite group that got nailed for murdering his probable housekeeper, wife, and son. So that's good. Um, Chelsea Hope, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are Excellent. you? Excellent. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Um, the flag, we'll talk about the flag for just a minute. Um, it's one step yeah. closer to going through this monstrosity. I thought it was pretty illegal, isn't it, to go ahead and create and, and print and manufacture a flag without a bill even going through to designate it. Hmm. Before it's even passed, and they've spent all of those tax dollars. Yeah, um, amazing. Hmm. How does that happen, we Senator at, Dan McKay? Right, exactly. Yeah, McKay is just, you know, when I watch him on social media and interacting with people, and he mocks them, and he's just, mm-hmm. he's so rude. Um, yeah. He talks down to his constituents consistently. But, you know, the thing that I found interesting about it is that they had so many submissions from other states. It wasn't, it, most of them weren't even Utah that submitted those designs. They came from other states, which I found yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's definitely um, bully tactics. Uh, I know that people were bullied into the bill, into signing off on the bill um, by the bill's yeah. sponsors. Uh, that came to light. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, there's always a lot of threats and bullying going on in our, our own Republican yes. Party, which is kind of amazing to me. Um, but, you know, well, there's the truth. Wait. We don't really have a Republican party in Utah, though. We have a yeah. rhino party. Yeah, That's we what do. we have here. So. Yes. You're, you know what? You're exactly right. It is a rhino party. And we need to mm-hmm. constantly remind people of that because it, this is how, th- this is what's going on right now. And, and people need to understand how woke these legislators are. Um, we mm-hmm. have people in because of fraud and that should not be there. And they also took our beautiful state flag and then just put some clip art in it and spent a bunch of money. So the guy must have been somebody's pal. 
and uh, and then. Um, uh, this guy that uh, designed it, I guess, Michael Green, uh, he's from Indiana, and he owns a flag business that makes money off of turning flags LGBTQ. So everybody might want to write State Senator um, Dan and ask him why he was sponsoring this behind this and had it created before there was ever any legislation to back it using your money. It's really disgusting, but I find Dan McKay disgusting, so there you go. Um, so let's talk water. Um, Let's talk Great Salt Lake. I know you have a lot of good information on this. Yeah, and we've we've talked a little bit about the uh, the mining, the lithium mining, everything going on out there. They're evaporating tens and tens of billions of gallons of water to mine lithium and magnesium to send to other countries, including China. So we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I mentioned last time, or, or maybe the time before, uh, Deer Creek that supplies the state with 50% of municipal and irrigation water, um, they were releasing that water. Um, there's no records. I can't get any records. No water department in the state has any records of where that water went and how much was released. At one point, we were told it was going to the Great Salt Lake, and the stories changed. And then all of a sudden, they start coming out with articles fear-mongering that uh, Deer Creek's down to 42% capacity because of the drought. So um, I'm interested mm. to see what kind of headlines uh, hit the uh, our phones uh, and computers mm-hmm. next summer with with Parley's Canyon, right? Because recently, March first, they came out with some articles and they basically announced that um, we've had so much snowpack. I believe Brighton, according to the the U.S. monitor, mm-hmm. Brighton alone has gotten 50 feet of snow um, <laughs> in a drought. <laughs> In a drought, imagine that. Yeah, we had the most prosperous amount of snow Mm -hmm. pack they say in recent history years. I don't know what recent means to them, but um, they're so worried about flooding. While we're in a drought, they're worried about that when this snow melts, the snow melt is going to cause a lot of flooding. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'd think that they would want to try to find, you know, we're, we're in a drought, they would want to find a place to store this water so mm-hmm. that we can use that later. But what they've decided to do is um, Salt Lake County Flood Control and then the Salt Lake City Department of Public Utilities basically coordinated a water release. And they are releasing water up that reservoir because they're worried about flooding when it melts to the Great Salt Lake. Um, so instead of storing that water for us when the summer comes, mm-hmm. I, I believe they're releasing about 10 to 20 cubic feet per second right now. Um, they're going to continue to up to 60 and maybe even more cubic feet per second and possibly even higher into the spring. Right now, they're calculating that to be about 16,500 acre feet, which is about 5.3 billion gallons of water. Wow. That they are draining mm-hmm. from our snow melts to um that we've we've been waiting and praying for right to the great salt lake um so is the control so a lot of people have been noticing even down here that they're not filling mm-hmm. the reservoirs they're holding back the controlled release is definitely a controlled mechanism <laughs> and i'm i'm wondering if if the controlled release is is somehow going to be associated either it's going to mess it up they're going to somebody mm-hmm. will be to blame some scapegoat something because if you mm-hmm. if you're if you have drought narratives which Spencer Cox loves and I, all of our city government down here they embrace I mean they love it when we have a drought because they can call it liquid gold so when we right. do this then they can and you have so much snowpack and so much monsoon you know monsoon rains to the hill then mm-hmm. they screw with the controlled release right 
to to then create even more um, stories, because I have a feeling this is more about creating a story as to how this won't benefit mm-hmm. us in the future, <laughs> right? Right. Well, and it's it's interesting um, because I, I'm I'm very curious to see what the narrative is this summer. Is that reservoir is at a low because of drought when right. they didn't keep the the, the snow melt in there? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very interesting to see. Um, yeah. How, yeah, how those narratives it, kind of kind of play it's like out. they're and really setting it up. I feel like they're really doing yeah. a nice setup job so that we never benefit from all of this snowpack somehow, some way. It just never quite makes it to us. Right. And one of the main narratives that I continue to notice if you start paying attention to these articles and narratives, mm-hmm. um, when they send water to the Great Salt Lake, and, and that's kind of what these articles did as well, is it's, oh, my gosh, it's so much water. We're going to flood if we don't release <laughs> right. it. Um, but when we send it to the Great Salt Lake, we're not sure how much it's actually going to help. Well, you should know how much water it's going to fill up by because <laughs> you, you know think. how much water we're supposedly going to be flooded by. So mm-hmm. why don't you have an estimation of that? And, yeah. But it's always that narrative of we don't really know if it's going to help. The, the Great Salt Lake's most likely not going to be fine, though. Yeah. And, um, uh, and our reservoirs aren't going to get filled and we're still going to come up against the same drought narratives, even though we had record snow all across the country, record mm-hmm. monsoon rains. Right. Huge season. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and they talked about in this article that I believe it was Little Dale and Mountain Dale. Mm-hmm. And Little Dale is at 70 percent of its capacity right now. Um, and that's the one that they're they're releasing they're saying that they believe there's going to be enough snow melt to fill that reservoir to exactly 70% capacity again. Hmm. Um, but Mountaindale was a reservoir that they created um, back in 1983, I believe, when mm-hmm. we had that severe flooding back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, for this purpose specifically was to prevent uh, flooding and flooding control from snow melt so that mm-hmm. they could send extra water to that reservoir. But conveniently, that reservoir is completely empty right now because it's undergoing uh, repairs. And so they can't <laughs> send that water to that that reservoir. They're going to release it to the Great Salt Lake instead. So how do they? Do, how are they going to manage later when they need to refill that reservoir? Yeah, the thieves and the um, robber barons now, hard at work. I mean, it, it's constant. Yeah. And uh, I know they're itching to get out the drought narrative. If we can just have have one week of heat man we are in luck right we can get that drought narrative out there and nobody will remember the snow-packed right. winter it's disgusting we'll be right back that's our water conservancy this is all they're about is drought it's horrifying <laughs> to me uh be right back kate daly's show more with chelsea hope when i come back and uh, you're not going to want to miss this be right back away a new garage door to the top winner along with prizes for second and third place winners gather pictures of your ugly or broken garage door and get them submitted to garage doors only by march 6th voting will be taking place march 7th through 11th we need a picture name and address required for entry submitted at ugly door contest at garage and rest assured we will be counting the votes by hand not by dominion voting machines Garage doors only. It's what we do. The Kate Daly Show is brought to you by the Scott and Kristen Nielsen Family Foundation. If you'd like to help them put up a 425-foot flagpole, visit GoFundMe.com and search for America's tallest flagpole. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. This is a heist. And there's no one in here 
George Ezra, Green Green Grass. And I love that song. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Don't you just love garage doors only ads? <laughs> Can I just give them a round of applause? <laughs> Their ugly door contest is going on. Ugly, <laughs> ugly door contest at garagedoorsonly.com. And I don't know if you guys noticed the ad uh, playing if you were listening from this flagship station, but it was we're voting, we're, we're going to count the votes by hand and not use Dominion machines. And so, <laughs> I love these guys. You know what? You have to give them your business just because they write the best ads I've ever I've ever heard. Seriously, they just nail it every single time. And so big uh, shout out to Garage Doors Only. Join the Ugly Door Contest. I don't think you have much more time. Get that. Get those pictures in immediately if you can. And uh, if you know somebody with a, a that needs a new garage door, send it to Ugly Garage Doors. Uh, ugly. Oh, geez. Did I just mess this up? Ugly, ugly garage door contest at garagedoorsonly.com? Maybe. Anyway, I'll make sure and correct it before I leave this, this hour. Um, but also, uh, ABC Auto. I had somebody um, do some do some damage to my car. And so, I, of course, give them a call. And they're so amazing. Can I just say, I just I know I'm always in good hands when they're uh, going to do the job. ABC Auto is the best auto restoration uh, company. And if you get in an accident, they, get, they have a five-star rating. Make sure that you use them. ABC Auto. ABC Auto and Garage Doors Only. Just two amazing companies doing amazing things. So, good, good for them. I have Chelsea Hope with me. We're talking about some of the bills that are sailing through, and it's it's good to note, uh, not good, but good to note that these thieves and robber barons in the legislation and the state senators that we have that are so worthless. Um, the election bills, very bottom of the heap, won't make it through. But we did get Hindu Day, we got Brian Shrimp, and we got the bills that Chelsea's going to talk about. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It always stuns me every legislative session. And I know I sound really mean on the air, and I don't care because it's 12 years of these people, and it's the same garbage over and over again. So uh, that they, you know, like Don, our state senator Don and, and Evan, they're, they're two of the worst, but we don't ever get rid of them. So I guess we get what we deserve down here in southern Utah. So tell me about the water bills that just are sailing through right now social media bills sailing through yeah so uh one of the ones um i believe it was hb 207 just so everyone is aware this is kind of a quick one but um they've they're taking the local power away basically and giving it all to the state engineer so our water is going from local power to state power there were several i showed up and gave public comment there were several water commissioners there as well that were there to oppose the bill i don't think one person gave comment to for the bill they completely disregarded and ignored all of our comments and unanimously decided to pass it through committee. So um, I believe that one still needs to be heard on the Senate floor, if I'm correct, but that would centralize powers. Um, 
which goes along with HB 150, which I, I think I've mentioned before, but if not, basically HB 150 is um, Cox and our state engineer together, which, you know, he appoints the state engineer. Of so course, of course. Partnership there. Um, they would be able to interrupt our water usage under eminent domain. So they can take or damage your private property in order to interrupt water usage during a temporary water shortage emergency. Um, he already has some kind of powers, but this bill specifically states that this is in addition to and not in lieu of those powers. Um, and if they shut off the water, basically they get to decide who gets water first. Um, and they have put our farmers and our rural areas, um, farms and livestock down at the very, very bottom of the list. And they have brought commercial agriculture all of a sudden has popped onto the list force up on the list. So they want to wow. support the, um, you know, the globalist yeah, <laughs> commercial yeah. corporations. Anything's a water shortage. Farmers. Anything's a water shortage. They can declare anything. Look what they did to our mm-hmm. state. We didn't even have a so-called fluvid case. They shut down our whole state. So they can do anything in preparation for an emergency. And that's what people don't understand. Mm -hmm. And and so they can now take water from ranchers and farmers and they can just claim climate change, water emergency, drought, whatever they want to claim. Uh Well, and this actually specifically states that it would be a uh, natural disaster other than drought or Mm man-made situation. So, I mean, that would be climate change. Does that include the fact that they are intentionally evaporating water from the Great Salt (laughs) Lake and then draining our fresh water? Um, But, yeah, so it it really can be anything. And, you know, we've managed with earthquakes. We've obviously had a lot of those. We have fault lines here. Mm -hmm. We've managed to handle that just fine all these years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, for some reason, it's some emergency that the governor needs to have, him and his state engineer need to have absolute total control and power of that. And who gets to have water first throughout the entire state? So our farmers are bottom on that list. Yep. It's sickening. Social media bill that 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 absolutely erodes the Fourth Amendment, puts these kids' names where it used to be anonymous out there. Um, Talk about the social media bill that's sailing through. Yeah, HB 311. Apparently, there's two of them. Someone told me that the other day. I'm not aware of the other one. Um, I haven't read that one yet, but apparently there's two of them and both of them have passed. HB 311 basically states that we have to enter an identification number. So it's specific to your driver's license Mm -hmm. or certificate. It's an identifying number to um, access social media now, which will track your data. Um, The purpose for this, they say, and it's again, it's always for our convenience or for our safety, um, is to protect the kids. And so that adults will have to enter an ID number in order for the kids to get on. The problem is, is that you have to create with that you have to create an account for the child and it includes their name, their date of birth, their address. I mean, it has all of their identifying information. So mm-hmm. now before, let's just say your child gets on, makes a fake account under a different name, Facebook account, whatever, you know, they want to do. Nobody really knows who they are or right. where they live. Right. Now there's an account out there associated with your child's actual information that every time you put an ID number in to let them on, mm-hmm. it can track their data and it knows where this child is going online. Oh so my it gosh. actually puts them more at risk. Please get your kids out of the public school education system. Yeah. And please, Liberty Youth Academy is a wonderful academy, libertyyouthacademy.org. There's so many people doing good things with education. Why are we wasting our time and putting our kids in danger with public education? I have no idea. Um, but on this, you know, it's interesting the timing. I want to point this out. 
the timing of the TikTok thing with um, our our state uh, Governor Cox jumping all over that, and of course uh, mm-hmm. people in Congress jumping all over this TikTok thing. The timing of it seemed a little too weird, didn't it? All of a sudden, they were really concerned about TikTok, and I do think it was right. to lead up to these states. There's so many states right now passing this exact same bill, all at yes. the same time. And you will. And you're going to see that because Mm -hmm. what we have going, like we all know, is public-private partnerships where these global elite nonprofits and NGOs are coming in and lobbying for policy. Our legislators don't write their bills. Right. Um, Very rarely do they write them. The good ones do. The very few good ones that we have. But they don't have time to read these bills. They don't know what they're voting for. I've, I've in public comment, brought up, you know, comments and things in the bill that the the bill sponsor themselves. Oh, yeah. And they don't know how to answer how to respond to it because they don't even know what are in the bills because we have global uh, elite nonprofits who are lobbying for these bills and they're going to state and local uh, government to lobby for these policies in every state. And they do, they're ushering communistic policies into every state. That's exactly what they're doing. They are. And you know, when you, when you think about if I'm right about the TikTok thing, because Congress could care less Mm -hmm. about TikTok and state legislators could care less about TikTok, but why did they go after that so much right before these bills came up right before the bills came up the timing of it's too exquisite and i I, if you're a coincidence Mm -hmm. theorist out there and you go oh it's just such a coincidence i don't believe that Mm -hmm. um and that's my point is that they are that they're that diabolical (laughs) to make sure that they get the absence or the absence of the fourth amendment they make sure Mm -hmm. and they know that the end result will be states passing these social media bills so that your kids are now completely tracked whereas like you said before used to be a lot more anonymous and and uh, i think it's just so grotesque and we need to call these people out on it especially in utah that bought into it because we have we have and i hate to say this it sounds so mean but it's the truth i've met these people they're stupid they'll go along they're like they're like golden retrievers anybody that pats them on the head tells them they're doing a good job and tells them what to think and do they'll do and so they've got to hear from the public on this right they are what klaus Swab would call useful idiots yes the useful idiot that know exactly what they're doing and in this case useless idiot because they they truly are useless when it comes to the issues at hand we only have a few good ones and those are the ones that will actually stand up like phil lyman actually stand up for something try to pass an election fraud bill why are all of these people in our government in what's supposedly a conservative state putting election fraud at the bottom of the heap and making sure it doesn't pass Right. It's sickening. (laughs) It's very manipulated and calculated. And you're right. These narratives that come out right before they Mm -hmm. need to pass the bill, they're very very manipulative. Yep. there's always a reason. It's kind of like Elon yeah. Musk. Elon Musk comes out and saves the day for the conservatives and throws them a bone for Twitter. Nothing has really changed with Twitter. It's social media. Who really gives a rip? But what it, what was it? The timing of it. It was all about throwing people a bone while the elections were getting hijacked. So we felt like something right. was going in in our corner while the election process we knew wasn't changed at all. Nobody did anything about it. And everybody went right along with the election fraud we've always had in place. Even before 2020, we've always had it. And so it's the timing Mm -hmm. of things. And Elon Musk is not a friend to us. Elon Musk is the one who's uh, doing his uh, vaccines in Germany, um, which are, are just 
deadly. And he's also got the brain chip coming forward, everything else that he's doing. Yeah. He's one of their guys. Yeah. And we like look yeah. at it like, oh, we got a bone thrones. We have a we have a win in, in the win category. And it was never a win for us. It was just timing. Well, and it feels like even with these bills, it's like every good one that we pass, we get mm-hmm. 20 bad ones right behind it. And then yeah. they go do something to tweak the language in the one good that we passed the following year. Yes. And yes. I love that you mentioned the murder trial earlier, because mm-hmm. as soon as the murder trial comes on, I'm like, what are they distracting? Yep. It's so true. What they do. Oh, gosh. And the whole nation's transfixed with one. You know, he'll fry either way in the end. God will will have his mm-hmm. justice on Murdoch. But right. it is amazing how our nation's been swept up into this one singular case, just like the Gabby case. It's there's always some reason there. And I, I hate to say that because it sounds conspiratorial, but it is. There's a reason why the media transfixes on certain cases and ignores the other ones that actually have something to say that are probably to lose and everything to gain by calling Prolong Medical Center. The Kate Daly Show is brought to you by the Scott and Kristen Nielsen Family Foundation. If you'd like to help them put up a 425 foot flagpole Visit GoFundMe.com and search for America's tallest flagpole. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Emotional, isn't that crazy? Completely emotional. Um, I have to play it once in a while to lower my blood pressure because of what's going on in our beautiful state and what's happening across the country as they coerce all of these bills onto the majority of states all at once so we don't realize it's going on. But all these bills that we're talking about with Chelsea Hope, these go on all over the country. And that's how you, if you want to ruin a country, you do it one county at a time, one city at a time, one state at a time, and then you do it all together. And they have mastered it. And I'm sorry, but we have useless idiots in our state, uh, sen- as state senators, two of them down here. We have legislators in by fraud who won't even take their own moral compass and say, hey, I'm willing to do a recount. And, um, and then also we have legislators all over the state, state senators all over the state that are ruining our country one state at a time by offering up Utah at the, uh, you know, to get slaughtered. And we say, you know, oh, our state, you know, we're trying. It's those darn Democrats. It's not the darn Democrats. It's our party. It's the Republican Party that's doing it. (laughs) You can't blame the minority anymore. Stop blaming the minority. 12 years of this. This is the majority. These people are passing bills that ruin you, ruin our state, take away your liberty and rob you and your family. 
We have to call this out. We got to stop being so tribal. Oh, the Republican Party, Republican. No, (laughs) we got to get beyond that. Gosh, how many more years of this can we take before we don't have any freedom left? We've got a smidge left right now. Chelsea Hope, we got to talk about waterways, carbon, uh, license plate readers, anti-comments, anti-comment bills, and electrifying everything. Can you squeeze all that in in 10 minutes? Yeah, let's let's just, yeah. Let's do it. Um, So HB 307, I believe it's the third substitute. It's called Utah Waterways. It was Representative Scott Sue that did this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Musselman was the sponsor for this one, and both of them just have been horrific with our water and with their voting records um, and not listening to the public. Um, but this basically is going to create a statewide partnership that is known as Utah Waterways, and it's a partnership between our state government and a nonprofit organization. So we are yet again um, passing a law to make it legal to operate within these public-private partnerships um, what it would do is they would be coordinating with the Department of Agriculture and Environmental Quality, go figure, um, which, just so you're aware, that department, all, all of our state agencies and departments are partnered with and have, you know, funding from um, nonprofits. And these nonprofits, when you do your research, they all track back to, again, global elitists, but they're all pushing ESG, right? So mm-hmm. our Environmental Quality Department they are pushing ESG. There's actually a clean air, uh, Utah, clean Utah or Utah clean air compact um, that is pushing ESG. Um, and a lot of our legislators have signed on to that. They've signed it, committing to that. So you see that reflect in the policies that they are creating in the legislation that they're drafting voting for. Um, but they would coordinate with these departments. They would seek grants, gifts, and donations. Imagine that. Um, They would be spending our tax dollars on educating us, so education campaigns, again, on our water supply usage and quality. Um, So this is just more indoctrination, basically. It's it's educating us on what we should believe about things like the Great Salt Lake and conserving water. Um, And then you see that Cox gets to appoint at least eight members. Four of them would be businessmen to this board. Brad Wilson would serve on this board as well as Ben McAdams. Brad's the worst. Brad is the worst. How come people haven't realized this yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jeez. these nonprofits to regulate our uh, to regulate our water, and I will remind you that they want to appropriate three million of our tax dollars to this, which we know is going to basically be laundered into this nonprofit into global elitist hands. But I'll remind you that Brad Wilson is also the one that gave that forty million of our taxpayer dollars to Rockefeller to manage the Great Salt Lake, which none of will you repeat that sentence again? Will you repeat that again, Chelsea Hope? Yes. Yeah, Brad Wilson is also the one who gave the $40 million of our tax dollars to manage the Great Salt Lake and our wetlands. He gave that over to Rockefeller. They have created a trust where they Rockefeller has put all $40 million of our dollars that were supposed to go to the Great Salt Lake um, into it, and, and the Rockefellers are supposed to be managing our Great Salt Lake, which, by the way, the Rockefellers have Supreme Court ruling against them for violating federal antitrust laws. <laughs> And our, our money sitting in their trust, which they have not spent a penny of it on our Great Salt Lake or waterways yet. We wow. have yet to see that. So oh, nice. Interesting how Brad and Ben McAdams and you know these legislators get to create this board, create this partnership, 
also sit on the board yeah. and they get to come up with their own, you know, organ internal organization regulations and rules. Yeah. Um, Self nepotism. And then it's funny. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's the Utah waterways. Um, okay. And carbon. 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 So carbon, this is a resolution, um, that, and I'm not sure if this one is passed, to be completely honest, but it's a resolution that came out that basically they would, our legislature would commit to ESG pretty much, but, but um, implementing carbon policies uh, and legislation carbon taxes. Okay, say that um, again. So any, anywhere where we're using carbon, okay. we tax. Okay. Great. Um, I think HB 311, if you want to go over that one, that's the social media one. Yeah. Did we talk about that one already? Uh, no, we didn't. Oh, no, we did talk about social media. We didn't talk about the anti-comment. Uh, Mike Brown called in this week, and uh, he's in our fourth hour group, too. I'm so glad. Mike Brown, the anti-comment thing. You might, might, might want to hit on that, too. Yeah. So there was a resolution. There was a joint resolution, and then there was a committee resolution. Um, and, and pretty much this resolution states that the rules during public comment uh, when we go to the Capitol, mm-hmm. um, that they get to decide if any of our speech would, forget exactly how they word it, but basically incite violence or cause violence or issues. So they get to decide if our, if our speech is going to provoke issues. And then they, it also allows for highway patrol to remove individuals if needed. Now, Mike Brown and I were actually there together. We gave comment together. Um, mm-hmm. A friend of ours, Tom, was there as well, who gave comment against it. Um, we mentioned, you know, I mentioned that this is unconstitutional. You don't get to decide. You know, our First Amendment is a protected right. You don't get to decide what speech is violent and what isn't, and what could lead to violence and what couldn't. Um, we, I was laughed at. Uh, they laughed on recorded minutes. Wow. I believe one of them said something to the effect of, you know, we have better better things to spend our time on. He didn't say it exactly like that, but it was to the effect of that. What was Walt um, Brooks's reaction? Walt, Bro- Walt Brooks is from down here. Walt Brooks actually is the one that laughed at me, which we were surprised about. Wow. Um, and That's I, interesting. I had mentioned, I, I said, you guys, this do not say this won't be abused. Because it already has been. This is exactly well. Walt what was there when it, Mike Brown last Walt was there when Dan McKay, state senator, ridiculous Dan McKay, um, had mm-hmm. Mike arrested for his "We the People" T-shirt. Walt was yeah. there, right? And took him down to the basement without an attorney, and yeah, and he and, laughed you know, at your actually... guys's concern over the anti-comment thing. The anti-comment, like yeah. you, you're not allowed to make comment. Wow, that surprises me. Yeah, yeah. when the, when I said when I made the comment that look, this is how communism is slowly ushered in. He he laughed, and at the end of the uh, meeting, he he walked up to. He was red in the face. He was angry. He was borderline yelling. He walked up and he said, "You guys are being really stupid," and 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 was almost yelling at us the entire way out the door. And we were just in shock because, you know. And he even said he pointed at Mike and said, "I helped you with the you know the HB sixty and the, everything going on last session, but." Yeah, we not were, anymore. We were, in a, we were in a little bit of a shock. Yeah, uh, I would uh, be too. Walt Brooks came at us, wow. and of course, he voted for it. They unanimously, every single one of them, voted for it. And this is to remove comment, like to just you, you the people, mean nothing. They get to do what they want. There, nobody can say anything. Mm-hmm. Pretty or, much. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. they get to decide what's going to be violent or maybe somebody ought to go clue Walt Brooks in. You know, um, I was really disappointed yeah. with his bill too, with all the exclusions. Um, basically, um, yeah, you're not allowed to ask for a vaccine ID, um, but the hospitals can, the schools can, everybody that was doing it that was the problem still can. I mean, it was like, is this a freedom bill or not a freedom bill? And obviously, not a freedom bill. So, yeah. Um, it's uh, it kind of shocking. Yeah, a couple of things like that have come out about Walt. So I've been surprised. Yeah. But obviously, he must be hanging out a little too much with the Dan McKays of the world. So of Utah. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, and let's talk. OK, so that went through. Talk about electrifying everything. OK, so this kind of goes in. And for the listeners that were able to listen on the 15 minute cities um, and, you know, we know about the smart cities, the affordable housing, that's all Rockefeller as well. Um, but we know that there's this big push for the transit systems and the affordable housing, which are smart homes. Um, they want everything electric. So, you know, the buses, the rails, um, I believe they're talking about even the major railroads, um, kind mm-hmm. of electrifying those lines at some point. Um, but the even as far as the airplanes, mm-hmm. they want all electric airplanes, which, you know, pilots have testified to how dangerous that is right when you don't have somebody actually flying the plane and you're depend what happens if the grid goes down yeah um and and planes fall so but they want um to, to replace taxis with um electric taxi planes as well they want to electrify everything and they're trying to push that through here in utah um which would go along with you know the smart cities and the 15 minute cities um, we've got radar that's been put up. Um, they've Utah's partnered with, I believe it's called Wavetronics, but we have all these programs like Powder with the federal federal government. Um, but they've put up radar that that can zone in and track a vehicle on the freeway, and they've put up cameras everywhere. We know Daniel Thatcher did the facial recognition uh, bill uh, that he's passed. Um, so they're they're putting more and more surveillance up to be able to scan us, biometric data, scan our vehicles. Um, but that's just their, yeah, they want to electrify everything all in the name of, you know, climate change and green energy, which we know isn't green, tax us on carbon um, to push us into a system that electrically they can shut us off digitally to anything whenever they want. Um, but they've come out, I believe, I don't remember if it was a House bill or a Senate bill, but it was either HB 27 or SB 27 um, that would force the counties they would have no choice. The counties would be forced into encouraging you know, their people and their constituents and city management, encouraging affordable housing and transit. Mm-hmm. So now they get to come in and and force us, tell us what we need to be encouraging as far as what we build in our own you know, land and how we use our money. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think that that was most of the ones that I've kind of been keeping an eye on the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's so many bills. There's so many to uh, um, yeah, to and, but none of the election fraud bills made it. So, right, so proud, right? Just so proud today um, of the horrid job that they do. And so, when they say they're hard at work, stop applauding them. They're only hard at work at taking your liberty. So every time we tell them that and want to take a selfie with them and act like they're some sort of star, they're not. They're not. They're they're taking your liberty. I. It's so amazing to me that we let this happen, and that we smile and go, "Thank you, thank you for your service, <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. for enslaving me." Um, and you know, Walt Brooks laughing at your 
you're absolutely right in saying that you take away the public comment. You try to silence us. We are your boss. We pay you. You're not above us. And uh, right. but that's the idea that they get when they've been in office a little too long. And this happens over and over again. And it's yeah. we got to stop it now before it gets worse. Right. Oh, man. And I, I I do hope that he hears from constituents um, in their disappointment with that. And I will let people know that I ended my comment with, you know, to, to the people. This is null and void. Yeah. This is unconstitutional. Therefore, to us, this is null and void. We will not recognize it, um, and we won't comply. And you guys will be held accountable. I did yep. make that statement. So Excellent. I, I would appreciate if people will back me up with that. Thank you. I, <laughs> I hope they do. I hope you let them know exactly what happened. That, thank you so much. I hope they let, I hope they let them know um, how they feel about it, I should say. Chelsea Hope, thank you so much. Have you back soon. Appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, really appreciate all your efforts. And, uh, of course, uh, I'll be right back more with um, Morley Robbins when we get back. He is the author of Cure. You're going to want to hear this. You're going to learn so much about the body. It's going to be amazing. You're going to want to hear this. Trust me on this. Be right back. Kate Daly Show.